Decorex, Europe's finest high-end design event, is back for 2023 and bigger and more sustainable than ever before. This year's show will take place from the 8th to the 11th of October at Olympia, London. Decorex offers a space unlike any other to connect with the finest interiors brands, discover innovative new products and be inspired by emerging trends. Decorex has a remarkable 45-year legacy of connecting the design community. It is the ultimate design destination with its exceptional list of prestigious exhibitors, a renowned talks programme and engaging interactive features that promise to inspire creativity. Book now and save up to £10 on tickets by booking before the show. Don't miss your chance to reconnect with the industry and partake in the UK's celebration of interior design at Decorex. Hello everybody and welcome to this special episode of the interior design business. My name is Jeff Hayward and in this show we're looking forward to Decorex, Europe's leading event for interior design professionals, which opens its doors at Olympia London on Sunday the 8th of October, running until Wednesday the 11th of October. What can we expect from Decorex 2023? Let's find out from a number of the key figures taking part in this year's event. Welcome to the interior design business. I am Sam Fisher. I am the event director of Decorex and I've been in exhibitions for about 20 years running many different design events but Decorex for the past 15 years. So we've got a lot going on this year actually, um, a lot more than previous years I think. It's bigger for starters, we are running into two halls this year and all on the ground level, many people will be very pleased to know. We've got about 250 exhibitors and I'd say about 30% of those are new, which I know is what everyone really loves to see at Decorex. Um, so we've got brands such as Bert Frank, Arte, Amy Somerville, Little Green. But then we've also got some new stands as well, or new companies to the show, such as Addison Ross, Cabbages and Roses, Philip Hurrell. But some, some really great brands and a really great range of products. So alongside exhibitors, we've got a lot, lot more going on. The bar is designed by an elemental studio um, and it's kind of like an oasis of tranquility along with artwork which is being displayed by a number of different talented artists. Um, we are running an online silent auction for all the pieces on the bar so people will be able to see the pieces at the bar but then go online and bid for those um, different products and if you win the bid then um, you get the product. <laughs> um, so a bit of excitement. Uh, VIP Lounge, by, designed by Wolf, which, as the promotional videos may explain, it will make you break into your discomfort zone. We're inviting people to go into the Le Boudoir, which will be a fairly provocative area, but it will inspire you and kind of tantalise the senses. And I think it will hopefully break down some barriers and also be a really, really exciting place to be this year. What else have we got? We've got the Talks programme. We've got about 85 speakers um, across the four days. We've got topics such as technology, colour, sustainability, craft, pricing, working with international clients, so a real mix of subjects. And speakers we've got such as um, Lucy Patterson, uh, Jack Stone, Charu Gandhi, 
uh, Natalia Meyer and Martin Lawrence Boulard, who I know will be very fun um, and flirtatious, maybe. <laughs> We've also got Making Spaces, which makes a return from last year, which was one of our most successful speeches at the show. Uh, and we have 15 artisans who will be showing the process of their work. So we've got things from art, basketry, metalwork and furniture. And all the 15 artisans will be making that while people watch. And people can also get involved and hopefully take some things away with them. We have the Colour Cafe by Yes Colours, which will be the cafe between the two halls, which will also have this amazing sort of colourful installation through it and we've also got a collaboration with Vinteria in our entrance and also Curio Space doing a gallery area so we've got a huge amount of things going on this year which we actually haven't had before so um, we're all very excited about it. So we launched the Sustainability Task Force earlier this year and although we are generally a very sustainable event we have to be as a sort of corporate entity uh, we wanted to form a group of people, which was designers and exhibitors, to help us understand what else they thought we should do from a kind of interior design perspective, as well as an exhibition perspective. And also for us to kind of explain what we already do, but we don't promote very well. We have done a lot in the past, you know, from simple things just as recyclable carpet. But also we just wanted to really encourage our own exhibitors to exhibit sustainably as well. And it's not just having a sustainable product, it's about how they build a stand sustainably, how they show things sustainably on their stand. So we had a meeting with the Sustainability Task Force earlier in the year and explained what we did. Um, and they gave us some great help about things that we can do in the lead up to the show and beyond to help us be a more sustainable event. So things we've done at the Sustainability Hub uh, on the website, which shines a light on our sustainable exhibitors and how they are being sustainable. We have introduced a sustainable stand award at the show. We've offered tips to our exhibitors on when they're looking in their kind of manual that they use to build up their stand. And we've put in a lot of rules that every stand has to be reused or recycled. So we're really excited because it's a kind of ongoing initiative, um, which will get help from this group of people throughout the years to come really you can see so many brands you can meet up with friends you can source new products you can find how things are made and just also have some fun and it's such an exhibition thing to say but it's all under one roof and it's only once a year so it really is um, the place to be this year I think Hello, I'm Brian Wolf, founder and creative director of Design by Wolf. Design by Wolf is a residential interior design firm based in London, but working overseas, Asia, the US, and most recently on projects in the Republic of Ireland. Decorex 2023 is a return to Decorex for me. Uh, design by Wolf did one of the entranceway exhibits, I think it was about five years ago. We've been talking about doing something different for Decorex for a number of years. Five years later, and after a couple of years of COVID, Decorex and Design by Wolf are finally aligned to bring you Le Boudoir Decor XXX, and we hope that you will all really enjoy it. Well, I think it's important to say we're not looking to offend or upset anybody in the opening of Lady Limbury's Le Boudoir for Decor XXX. She would love you all to buy your VIP tickets now to make sure you don't miss out. It's a space um, to let your guard down in, to have a little fun in, and 
to enter your discomfort zone. The whole background to where the concept came from, the vast majority of interior designers visiting Decorex are residential interior designers. And as a residential interior designer, you need to be able to have uncomfortable and awkward conversations with not just your clients, but with your suppliers and your colleagues that might be surrounding contracts, budgets, deliverables, delays, damages. But you also need to be able to talk to your clients openly, and they need to be able to trust in you and confide in you about how they want to use their space in their home. We're using an extreme example of having to have uncomfortable or awkward conversations. And that's around the topic of what happens in the more intimate spaces of your client's home, the bedroom. We want people to arrive to the space and also engage with the run-up to the space and feel a level of discomfort or awkwardness through our communications on social media, our newsletters, and of course, when they enter the space and engage with it in person. The space will be playful. There'll be lots of props for visitors to engage with. We're hoping that the visitors will seize the opportunity or seize the moment to take some photos with their colleagues and friends and let their guard down and have some fun while at Decorex. Lady Limbury would encourage all visitors to have read her uh, short novel before visiting so that they have a little bit of an insight into what to expect in the space. The novel will be available to read on both the Design by Wolf and Decorex website. We're here at the Natural Mat showroom in Chiswick with the company's managing director, Mark Tremlett. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thanks very much, Jeff. Love to be here. Great stuff. Can you just describe who you are and what Natural Mat's all about? Well, I founded Natural Mat back in 1999, which seems like an extremely long time ago now. And I saw an opportunity because I saw people buying very expensive boats. Uh, my father was a yacht designer and I grew up in this old family boatyard but my career, my day job was actually tasting chocolates. And I saw people just buying expensive boats sleeping with a very poor quality mattress. And that's where sort of the idea sprang into my head. I looked at materials that you could use to make a good mattress to have on a, on a sailing boat. And the obvious thing was to use natural fibers. So we looked at various different sort of materials and we came up with two different combinations that were basically uh, made entirely of natural fibers. And that's how we started making mattresses. And here we are, what is it, 24 years later. It's moved on considerably since, but the sort of the guiding principles behind the very first ones we made have remained pretty sort of consistent and constant throughout the business. Um, we only buy materials from sustainable and renewable sources. We only buy materials that either are recyclable or biodegradable. Um, and using those tools, we make fabulously comfortable mattresses for the marine still, although it's a very small part of our business, nursery, the uh, hotel sector, as well as Joe Blogs on the high street, which we now call bedroom. And obviously we service a lot of interior designers sort of through that sort of bedroom sector as well. Okay, so sustainability, it's a core part of your business. How do you think it's changing or being brought more center stage by Decorex? This year, they have set up a couple of things. They've got a sustainability hub and they've set up a sustainability task force. And so we were very lucky uh, to be invited to join the sustainability task force. And it's got two main angles, one of which is to uh, create greater awareness within the interior design industry. 
and secondly it's to create and to encourage sort of sustainable values within the sort of the exhibitor community. So there's advice for visitors if they want to find out more about sustainability at the show and presumably exhibitors are being encouraged to be more sustainable because exhibitions have a reputation do they not? Yes they do yes they do and um, we've always built our, all our own stands probably because we're fundamentally we're a very small business and we don't have huge great means so we you know keeping keeping a handle on on the cost is very important but it what it does mean is that we keep all our stands and we always sort of recycle parts of our stands so pretty much every stand that you see it might look all quite different but actually it's made up of sort of quite a lot of similar parts that have probably been sort of juxtaposed to look a little bit different but no we try and reuse all our all our stands and so they all do have quite a few years of sort of exposure um, unlike some of the bigger brands who just design something, have it made, and then it goes in the skip afterwards, which is which I think is not great. So I think there's going to be a sort of sustainable exhibition kind of roadmap moving forward. And I think that the more people understand that that is a good way of doing it and a cost-effective and a good-looking way of doing it as well, I think then more the better. Excellent, excellent. And what about your objectives for Decorex 2023? Obviously, sustainability is going to be a big part of your story on the stand, but what else are you hoping to get out of the event? Um, it's really, it's such a good forum for meeting interior designers. I mean, that, you know, if you bring it back to basics, you know, why, what Decorex is all about is it, it is that fantastic forum and it gets everybody who's in that industry together over a period of four days or whatever it is and um, it is one of the only times where you can really get that concentrated audience together so for us it's about meeting that audience re-engaging with the ones we already know and then hopefully meeting new interior designers but it gives us that kind of ability to nail our colors to the mast about who we are and what we do and hopefully, you know, our stand will reflect all our values and people immediately when they see natural mat, they say, oh, they'll get it. That's who you are. That's what you do. You, yeah, okay, you make beds and headboards and lovely mattresses, but you're doing it in a way which is pretty unique. And you're thinking not only how to make the best looking product, but also a product which is gonna last and something that is gonna have an afterlife as well. Now I'd like to welcome Laurence Katz from Elemental Studio. Is that right, Laurence? That wasn't bad. Yeah, Laurence okay. with the French accent, ideally. Okay, Laurence, yes. thanks for joining us here today. Can you tell us a little bit about you and Elemental Studio? So yeah, a little bit about me. I am French, clearly. Um, been in the UK for 20 years, and I come from a business background. Actually, I studied business uh, back in France and then worked for 10 years in marketing in the UK and decided to change careers around 10 years ago. Went to KLC School of Design in Chelsea Harbour in London and then managed to develop a career in a world I'm really passionate about and created my studio at the end of 2016. So, you know, it's been a while now, uh, very much enjoying it. And Elemental Studio is all about sustainable sourcing. So we try to focus as much as we can solely on working with British suppliers and 
our USP or our love really is colours and bringing art into that world as well. So art is a really lovely way of, you know, starting a scheme and bringing colours into it. Because of my corporate background, I love bringing corporate practices into the studio and uh, we are very, very proud of being a very transparent business as well, which comes very much with the sustainability side of things. So that's me and Elemental Studio. And what sort of business areas are you in? Are you mostly high-end residential? Do you work in hospitality? What I do a little bit of both. I mean, I'd say probably 80% residential, uh, but I've also worked on restaurants as well as offices as well. And having worked in the marketing world, I do enjoy the challenge of translating business objectives into exciting interiors. So my involvement with Decorex made a lot of sense and was a fantastic brief. So tell us about that involvement. How exactly are you working with Decorex this year? So we were contacted by the Decorex team for our sustainability credential and they wanted us to design the Champagne Bar, which is on the ground floor of Olympia, one of the biggest stands and the one area where you can come relax, have a glass of bubbly or coffee, tea, food um, and mingle with like-minded people. So, so we've been given that fantastic opportunity to do what we wanted with that space. Wow. And what was your objective when you looked at that as a brief and thought, what are we going to do here? Well, bringing in the values of the studio felt like a no-brainer. Um, so sustainability was sort of the thread throughout. So the idea is very much to create a space that is brought together and then dismantled with as little waste as possible. And because there is no brief beyond, you know, we need to sit 60 to 70 people, what we try to focus on is uh, colours, which is one of our passions, and then bringing within that mix a variety of artists. So what we wanted to do is try and bring in as many different types of artists. So we have um, one person only with paintings. Uh, we have one person working with textile type of product, another person working with felt, we have some sculptures, we have people focused on glassware. So we are really trying to showcase the best of as many varieties of bringing art as possible. And, and for me, being a craftsperson isn't just about being an artist. You know, we're working with loads of suppliers who create outstanding products. You know, we're working with Black Pop, for example. They are the, the company that we started working with to create the scheme. One of their wallpapers is very much the thread that we followed to then contact the variety of artists or in the case of Ian, who's done six diptychs for the show, he's used the wallpaper as an inspiration to create his pieces of art to make sure that we were elevating the stand to a different level. And talking of levels, we've really tried to work on three-dimensional effects. So rather than stay on the ground, we've tried to bring as many items as possible up in the air, which is rather interesting because it's creating a variety of challenges in terms of rigging items and, you know, 
making sure it's safely secured. But it's, you know, it's hopefully a stand that is going up in the air rather than staying on the grounds only. And talk to us also about the, the natural and biophilic elements to the scheme. So within the scheme we have um, some lovely communal tables that are being made by a wonderful company called Hidden Gems, um, headed up by lovely Steve, who has actually been integral in developing the concept. And that's something I've tried to do with all the suppliers. I came up with a scheme, I came up with an idea, but then I love working collaboratively with people. I, you know, I'm not a designer who sort of tells, you know, I believe in people working together because two brains are better than my own and three and so on. So, you know, Steve brought a couple of really lovely ideas. We're adding some driftwood to those tables, which we're then sort of decorating with a lovely florist called Cassia from Cosmos and Plums. So very much working on architectural. So we're not just talking about bouquets in a vase, we're talking about flowers uh, sort of almost taking over, being hung from the ceiling and sort of taking over the space. We'd also have loads of large trees, as, as large as I can get. Again, logistically, that's quite challenging. And we're also trying to bring, from a biophilic point of view, I mean, I'm hoping that all the air conditioning at Olympia will get quite a few items moving a little bit. We have some mobiles hung in the air, some uh, floral displays as well. But we will use a sound system as well to have some of those calming sounds like um, leaves rustling in the wind, water, which is always calming. Because I'd love this space to be an area where you can discover new artists, new suppliers, connect with people thanks to the communal tables. Because quite often people go to Decorex as maybe one or two people. You don't go as a team of 10 and need like large corporate tables. So I've, I've tried to make sure that we created an atmosphere that made it easy for people to, you know, sit next to one another and then, you know, start a conversation because they saw a piece of art and might wonder, what do you think that means? Or, you know, have you come across that artist before? So, you know, I'd love for that space to be an oasis where you can calm down because Decorex is overwhelming with so many wonderful colours and textures. And, you know, I wanted that space to be a calm space, but an exciting one at the same time. Exactly. Sounds wonderful. And talk to me also about colour. So colour-wise, it's, it's been interesting because we wanted to get that balance right, particularly with, you know, that, that sense of oasis. Um, so we have the wallpaper from Black Pop is the key feature around the bar. And they've also created a special, like a, a take on the wallpaper for the worktop as well. So the bar itself is a key feature. And Ian Brennan, the artist developing all the diptychs hung above the bar, is the one bringing a lot of the colours into the space. As a result, in terms of the trees, in terms of the floral displays, we've tuned down and stayed within the green, hints of yellows in terms of the flowers, and then the rest of the furniture, we're staying within natural sort of territories to make sure that 
it's not too overwhelming in terms of colors and you have a bit of a balance between the center part of the stand with the bar which is a double bar actually because you can access services from either side of the bar with a big shelving unit in the center and loads of art and plants on it so yes we, we've tried to keep that sort of in balance so it wasn't too much of a firework of colors and too overwhelming it sounds wonderful. Now, you've called out a number of suppliers there. Are there any other brand partnerships that you'd like to so mention? Black Pop and Ian Brennan and Hidden Gems are the, the key members. Um, I've also, there's a one area which is developed by Otzi. So Otzi is a company who focuses on leather and wood. And Otis, the owner that I had the pleasure to meet and I'm working with, is developing four new products and quite a few chairs uh, for that particular area and a uh, he's creating a screen out of leather waste so wow. he's been so I don't know if you've seen the Ai Weiwei exhibition at uh, the design museum he's been keeping bits of teapots and a variety of things but, but we're talking about thousands and thousands in his case you know Otis has got a large amount of leftovers and so for the show he's creating that lovely screen out of those leftovers sort of weaving those elements to create a screen so which is going to be another piece of art and a unique element to the stand. Um, Matthew Wales have been extremely supportive and creating three large rugs plus a fourth one which is meant to display corals being damaged by water pollution, which is a beautiful piece that will be hung on the stand. I mean, I could just name all supplier Poodle and Blondes are showcasing some of their new collection via some bespoke pieces upholstered. Just love the name Poodle and Blonde. It's such a cool brand name. Um, so yes, I mean I could name everyone and every artist, but yeah, those Sounds are the main ones. Sounds like you've had ones. some amazing support. Oh, the support has been overwhelming, and the sort of the enthusiasm of people to collaborate and come up with ideas. You know, I'm working with a shade above as well on the bespoke shade for one of the sitting areas, and the ladies there have been, you know, brilliant. At sort of, we've been bouncing ideas of each other. You know, with Poodle and Blonde, I sat in the studio and I chose the fabrics with them you know we we very it's very much a teamwork and that's what that's what an interior designer does you know and and yesterday I was talking to the building team to find the best and most you know cost efficient way of building the stand to minimize waste as much as possible so everyone is contributing to creating an exciting space that would not have too much of an impact on the environment wonderful is there anything you'd like to say about how you'd like the audience to respond? Once people have been on the stand, I'd love for them to feel that, you know, they're refreshed, they're relaxed, they've had a lovely experience, they got to discover new artists, new suppliers, and they enjoy sort of getting in touch with them and potentially working with them. I'd love them to think that, you know, the space is designed beautifully, exciting, practical as well because you know there's no such thing as good design if it doesn't work it has to be beautiful but practical at the same time 
And that's something that Olympia have accommodated because the communal tables create a line on the stand and I needed a double bar, which hopefully will also ensure that more people can have more drinks and more food quicker because you have two bars rather than one. So commercially as well, there's hopefully a positive story too. And what are you most looking forward to about going to Decorex? For me, Decorex is always a wonderful way to discover new suppliers and particularly British suppliers. So I've, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the first time I discovered Timorous Beasties, for example, and their wonderful fabrics. Black Pop, I also discovered at Decorex um, and Maxine from Black Pop is, has very much been part of this journey and has helped, you know, create some wonderful touches uh, to the stand. I hope that all elements come together. I hope that um, for the stand itself, we don't have any surprises. We've worked really hard on planning it. It's pretty much all done. But yeah, you know, for me, Decorex is hopefully a way to see friends, make new friends, so. Well, I can't wait to see the bar. So very much looking forward to it. Thank and you. thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to all our contributors today. We hope you're as excited and inspired to visit Decorex 2023 as we are. Remember, we're hosting two live audience specials in the Talks Theatre at the event, discussing technology and well-being on Sunday the 8th of October and then demystifying the media on Tuesday the 10th of October. We hope to see as many of you there as possible for these shows. In the meantime, you can join the Interior Design Business community on Instagram and Facebook at Interior Design Business Pod and on LinkedIn at the Interior Design Business. This episode of the Interior Design Business is a Wildwood Plus production. Mm -hmm.